Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. Episode number 36. A few days until Christmas here. If that's your thing, regardless of whether it is or not, hopefully you're having a happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, and a Merry Christmas. I love this time of year. I've been grinding a lot here. Excited to dig in today's show. Today's show is going to be discussing setting boundaries, the importance of setting boundaries, why they matter, discussing what they are. We're going to go over how they are basically our self-container. We're looking at how our society doesn't understand boundaries, the response that may come from others when we set boundaries, and then ultimately wholeness coming from setting boundaries But before I get into today's episode, I've got an exciting announcement to make. I've launched a men's coaching practice where I'm going to be helping men dealing with uh, the modern world. A lot of the things that I cover in my show, I've just been doing a ton of research, having a lot of conversations with men on Twitter. And there's just a lot of guys that are struggling in today's world. There's a lot of various things that we are struggling with. Uh, low confidence and self-worth, sexual performance, relationships, families, marriage, business and career, a lack of purpose and fulfillment and meaning in our lives. And there's a lot of things that men struggle with. It's interesting too, when you look at statistics, men actually commit suicide at almost four times the rate women do, even though we're slightly less than half the population. I think it just shows that most men have adopted this mindset of quiet suffering and the idea that we don't need help or that asking for help or getting help is somehow a weakness and and that's silly. Humans are bound together. We are a community of individuals that work together and it's our symbiotic relationship that allows us to to live a great life. That earth, we living symbiotically with earth. So the idea that our that getting help or being interconnected is somehow weak is 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 not true. So I'm excited to offer a men's coaching practice where we can help other men who are looking to level up and gain clarity on who they are and and find purpose in their life and reach ultimately their potential. So I'll have a link in the show notes here. You can also check out my website at brandonleeward.com. There's a section there for men's coaching if you're interested in that. The first 30-minute session is on the house. gives us a chance to connect with one another and see if there's a good fit to potentially work together. And then we would go from there. All right, getting into today's show, let's discuss what boundaries are. So first and foremost, looking at the Oxford Dictionary's definition of boundaries, 
There are two here. One says, a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line, and the example is the eastern border of the wilderness. Similar would be border, frontier, borderline, partition, dividing line. So that's more of an external component. And then you're looking at another definition would be a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. And then the example is a community without class or political boundaries. Similar is dividing line, divide, division, borderline. Boundaries related to humans is very similar, but it's ourself that we're drawing a boundary to. And it's our not just our physical body, but our emotional self, our spiritual self, our energetic self. Quantum physics has shown us that we live in an energetic world, so it's not woo-woo to, to acknowledge the energetic existence that we are a part of. And so our boundaries become the defining factor of who we are. Our beliefs, our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our body, our experiences. And the boundary is what separates us from others and other people. It's how we distinguish between ourselves and other people and other things in life. So they're very important for us to understand what they are and how to leverage them and set them in our lives. Because without that, we become very open, porous individuals. And just like if we have a home and you're in that home and you remove all the windows and doors and you leave it like that all the time, there's a lot of vulnerability that comes from that. Obviously, weather is one instance that comes to mind. Uh, theft, safety, there's a lot of things that can happen when we don't have boundaries and borders and walls and, and windows and doors, things that contain spaces and energy and ultimately people. Leveraging these in our lives is crucial for our well-being and our fulfillment. And why they matter is because ultimately sovereignty is what defines our well-being. And without sovereignty, without those boundaries, without the, the marker that says, this is where I am, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, these are the things that I agree with, these are the things that I don't agree with, these are the things that I'm okay with, these are the things that I'm not okay with. Without those boundaries, we are open. We don't know where we end or begin. And we bleed into everything else. And, and when we are porous in that way, energy, emotions, thoughts intermingle with other people and vice versa. Those things can pour into our lives that may not be a reflection of who we truly are. And that creates problems in our lives because oftentimes we end up adopting these things as our own when they're not a match. An example of this would be a family that you grew up in that may be extremely religious or extremely non-religious. I was just having a great conversation with my buddy Matt yesterday. Shout out to Sovereignty Matt, defining your sovereignty on Twitter. Dude, I need to get your handle right. What in the world? And But one of the things that we talk about is like defining your boundaries and not being porous in that sense. And setting up those boundaries allows us to engage with who we are and, and protect ourselves and be clear on what that is. And when we don't have those things, we put ourselves in a very vulnerable position. And without that, we can't distinguish between ourselves and others. And, and what I was meaning earlier is the household that you grow up in, whether it's an extremely religious household or extremely non-religious household, 
extremes in any way can be problematic for us because they are forcing a very strict boundary on beliefs or ideas or perspectives on the world. And if we don't align with that while we're a part of a family, especially as a young child, we don't have a choice in terms of the beliefs that we have and the people that are around us. We depend upon adults. So we are at the mercy oftentimes of their beliefs, their ideas, their perspectives. And so if we grow up in a home that is misaligned with who we are internally, the soul, the spirit, the energetic self that we are, that we bring into the world with us, that defines who we are, that we seek to express in our world, if those are misaligned, then there's going to be a lot of pain in our life, most likely. And we'll have work to do to uncover and unpack who we are and to extract ourselves from those beliefs, those ideologies, and to separate what it is that we actually believe and determine what we believe or not. So that's the intentional aspect of it. But without that, there's no distinction between ourselves and others, what they believe, what we believe, what we want, what we don't want, what we like, what we don't like. And we can confuse those things, confuse ourselves with who we are. We, we may think that a belief of another or a perspective of another is actually ours, when in fact it's not. It's someone else that, was, that we adopted. We didn't even realize that we had adopted it, those ideologies, those beliefs. So it's important to understand and distinguish who we are versus who we're not and those around us. It's a container. But last, before we jump into our self-container, it, it's, these boundaries are how we protect ourselves too. It's how we say no to certain behaviors or beliefs or thoughts or ideas. It's how we ensure that we're honoring ourselves. We are protecting that inner child. Because without boundaries, that inner child is very vulnerable. And what happens when we're young, as an example, if we live in a home without boundaries or we're raised in a home without boundaries, that vulnerability, that pain, we're at the mercy of those around us. And ultimately, we go on to live that way. We go on to, to behave that way as adults. It's the behavior that we learn. and we. If we don't realize it, if we don't see it, if we don't have the chance to even recognize that that's happened to us, then we may go through life stuck, not even recognizing how we've been programmed to believe and behave a certain way because it's all we've known. The upside is, is that once we become aware of this, you can make steps and take action to change it. It, it could be a long, arduous road depending on where you're coming from and the starting point of now and the depth of that trauma and pain and, and challenges that you may have experienced in your life. But if we can at least see it first, then we have a chance to make changes and start to build, rebuild ourselves and define those boundaries and, and explore and express who we are. And so that rolls us into our next piece, which is our self-container. And, and that's ultimately what boundaries are. They define who we are and who we aren't, as I was saying earlier. And this really comes down, it's not just, it's, it's energetic, but the makeup of who we are, our beliefs, our thoughts, our ideas, our passions, our interests, the things that we're turned off by, the things that we don't like, all of that is contained within our boundaries. And without boundaries, you can see how you can become something that you're not truly aligned with. You can adopt these ideas or thoughts or things around us based on the culture, the family that you grew up in. And this is the reality that we all face, recognizing that and understanding that we are influenced by our environments and the, the families that we grew up in, the cultures that we grew up in, but we can make changes. But we have to first recognize that the boundary 
is the boundary of the self, the container to who we are and to what we are. And we have to explore ourselves through reflection and introspection on what we believe in, what matters to us, and start to parse out what isn't reflection of who we are and true to who we are, because that's a key piece as well. If we don't, it's important to know who we are and also who we're not. And that's a big part of of this. And oftentimes when we are starting this work, when we are without boundaries, we are very boundaryless. The beginning of that work happens when we are parsing out what we're not. We're not sure yet who we are because we can't distinguish between what we are and what we aren't. So the, the first step in a lot of this work when we're drawing boundaries and setting up our own boundaries is to remove the things that are not a reflection of who we are. We can always bring them back into the fold if we realize we were wrong. But at the end of the day, understanding what we're not when we're without boundaries allows us to start to define what we are. So removing the pieces that we're not allows us to begin to connect with who we are and to start to define what we actually are, what we are interested in, what we do believe, what we are drawn to. And that allows us to slowly change and grow into who we are. Another piece to this is when we begin to build boundaries up is they set the standard for how others engage with us. They, it's the rules of our own engagement. Boundaries are the rules of our engagement for each individual. And, and it's our own standards. Some people won't agree with those standards, and that's completely okay. But if a standard or a boundary really matters to you, if there are certain things in your life that really matter to you, then you need to hold true to them if it's something that you feel from within. It doesn't matter what other people think about it. A prime example, porn usage in marriages. Some people may be all about that and be completely fine with their partners watching porn in marriages or having multiple partners. Some people may be okay with those in their marriages. My wife and I are not. That's something that we communicated and talked about, and we are not okay with having multiple partners. We are not okay with sharing our bodies with another person. So those are boundaries that we've set up. Those are containers that says, this is what I'm okay with and this is what I'm not. And there are consequences when those boundaries are crossed. It's a violation of the trust that we've established that says, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I'm expecting. We're agreeing to that and we're going to work together on it. And that's, we're going to align around our beliefs and what we need and the boundaries that we have set. It's important to do that. If we don't do that, and we don't communicate what we need, then we get ourselves in some tricky situations, which happens fairly frequently. And because what this is doing is it's showing others what we won't tolerate too. And that's very important in boundaries. It's, not, it's important to know what we will tolerate, but more so, I think, with dealing with, especially with boundaries, it's setting tolerance for things that we will not accept. The behaviors, the actions, the things that we will not tolerate in our relationships or in our friendships or whatever it may be in our work life. And this applies to all areas of our life. There's a lot of things I've worked for people and things have happened and I've come to realize like, I'm, this is not okay. I'm not okay with this behavior. I'm not okay with the ethical aspect of what's happening here. I'm not okay with this. And so I'm setting a boundary and I'm communicating that boundary. People can either change and if they refuse to change, then you leave, right? Like in a lot of ways, our choices are we engage with those boundaries and we work with the person that we're trying to work together on to make it work. And if they just refuse to accept that, then we have to consider the alternatives. And a lot of times that means we, we have to move on. 
Now, again, I'm not saying that's what you need to do in your marriage or in a relationship or at your job right now if you're experiencing some of this stuff, but it's things to consider. It's We have to think about it from that perspective and consider it from that perspective. Because the problem is a lot of us learned no boundaries. And there was an en- there was an enmeshment around our life, our family, the things that matter to us. And so we've learned how to not set boundaries and how to be open and porous, which makes us very vulnerable and, and weak in a lot of ways because our energy is leaking and moving around without boundaries. We don't contain our energy. Our energy's everywhere. And what can end up happening is when we don't have boundaries and we haven't learned boundaries, people are actually feeding off our energy around us, our thoughts, our our attention. And without boundaries, without being clear on who we're giving that to, that can become very problematic. That was something that I struggled a lot with when I was younger is really just being a source of energy for people around me, particularly in my family. And there was a lot of taking going on. And I wasn't sustaining myself. I wasn't nurturing myself. There was a lot of things that I hadn't learned yet. So it was a lot of drain. I felt drained a lot. So note the way you feel around certain people. Note the way you feel around certain situations. And begin to take inventory of these things. This is how we slowly build up our boundaries is recognizing where we're struggling, the things that we're having a hard time with, and things that are pulling from us. We can feel that pull. And we start to note that, and then we start to recognize patterns. It all starts with awareness. Everything begins with awareness. Nothing is possible without awareness. So just observing in the beginning is all you need to do. Start observing. Just watch. Watch yourself. Watch your energy. Watch your interactions. Watch how you feel around people or certain situations. Just observe. The process of observation will lead you to action. Because you'll start to recognize things that don't fit and you'll find ways to move them or change them in your life. And that's a very powerful process. And then finally, before moving on to our la- another section here, is that once we start setting these boundaries, the we may feel guilty, we may feel mean, we may feel selfish. But know this, that there is a healthy level of selfishness in all of us. The care of self. The, we have a responsibility to care for ourselves. So there is a healthy level of selfishness. It's selfish to eat food. It's selfish to to breathe air. Technically, we need it. You're only doing it to live. So there is a healthy level of selfishness that we all carry because we all have needs of some kind. And so honoring those things is important for our well-being. But note that when we start to make changes, we start to change our behavior, we start to draw boundaries around people that we're interacting with, There can be a guilt, there can be a negativity, a heaviness that comes from that because we feel wrong, we feel shameful. Know that that's okay and that's natural and this is part of that early movement of where you're having to get into the new groove and you may feel some negativity from this as you learn and change and, and observe because you're taking away what may have been there for some other people but it wasn't serving you. It was serving others but it was hurting us and that's the key. If what we're doing is giving to other people but it's hurting ourselves, then in the long run that's not a good practice because ultimately we're going to defeat ourselves through that process. And self-sacrifice doesn't really do a ton of good for a lot of people at the end of the day. There are moments where self-sacrifice comes into play. I can think of one big one as a faith 
oriented person, but that's a moment, right? There's these moments where sacrifice may come into play, but we can't live our lives as a sacrifice. We can't live sacrificing ourselves because ultimately we're not going to share the gifts with the world that we're in the world to share. And that's the damage and danger that can come from not having boundaries. So as we go through this process, understand that the response from others may not be positive. People may be mad, they may be annoyed, they may be upset, they may be angry at you. Like the people around you may get mad about this. That's okay. They're allowed to feel whatever they want to feel. But the difference is if this really is important to you and it does matter and it is a part of your boundaries, that they will honor that in time if they truly care about you as a person. If they don't, If they don't really care about your well-being, then they won't really care about your boundaries and they'll only continue to press because they want what they need, regardless of what it does to you. And that's the difference. If someone is in your life and they're not going to consider your well-being and what you need, and they're only thinking about what they need, then that's a toxic relationship. It's a one-way relationship. Balanced relationships, loving, caring relationships, challenging relationships, I'm not saying easy, But relationships that are loving won't always be easy, but they will be two-way. Both parties will be considered. If both parties are not considered, it's not a relationship. That's servitude. So that's the key thing we have to to start to look for, is if initially it will be uncomfortable, and it can take time. I drew boundaries with my parents, my dad, back and then I moved away from West Virginia and it took quite a few years before him and I came back together and really started connecting again and, and healing and, and because I drew boundaries and I wasn't going to tolerate certain treatment and behavior anymore. And so I took the time and eventually we came around and came back together. That's the, the beautiful thing about that is the truth of if you love someone, set it free. And if it comes back to you, then it's real. That's a very truthful thing. It happens a lot, but this is one of those moments where we have to be prepared for it and understand that this may cut some people out of our life if they're not really willing to come back around. And if they're not willing to do that and operate out of a two-way relationship, then it's not a good fit, most likely. And it's because it's doing damage to us. And a lot of times, in particular, in abusive relationships, not just physical, but mental, emotional, spiritual, when we start drawing boundaries and start cutting off that supply, it won't be received well. And if it continues to get worse, then that's probably an indicator of the level of abuse that's happening. So when we start pulling out from what we've been giving to people, and and it's not serving us, but it's been serving them, that's the challenge. Like you got to realize that that could happen. It almost always does somewhere in our lives as we go through this process. So embracing the fact that people could fade away, which is really hard and really sad. But if someone's not willing to honor our boundaries and do the things that we need, then they're not a fit in our life. Like they're not going to get access to the good things that we bring. And that's the difference too, right? Knowing our worth, knowing our value, knowing what we bring into any relationship is crucial because if we don't value ourselves and we don't think we have value, then we'll just continue to take any kind of abuse regardless of what it is. And that's what happens a lot is we don't value ourselves. We don't feel worthy of anything. And so we just take bad 
relationships as they are, and we don't know any differently. So we just keep rat. We we are operating out of a state that we believe is the only way, and that's the difference. Recognizing that allows us to begin healing and moving forward. This process is made more difficult because our society doesn't understand boundaries. There are a lot of things that are happening in a cultural level where people are setting boundaries to things that they believe in or don't believe in and are not okay with. And people are responding very aggressively and angrily. And there's a lot of hatred and divisiveness being spread around. This is an indicator of how little we know about boundaries, how we don't know how to set boundaries as a society and how society doesn't recognize the fact that boundaries are even a thing. And when you look at the cultural things that are happening, regardless of your position or perspective, COVID divided a lot of people. The trans and sexual aspects that are happening in our culture are dividing a lot of people. Politics in general divides a lot of people. So there's a lot of division in our culture and anger and hatred for people that don't feel the same way that we do or don't view the world the same way that we do. Those are boundaries and people are angry that we're like what ends up happening is at a societal level, people get angry when we set boundaries. And that's again, it's like it happens at a micro level and a macro level. And when you look at the cultural aspects, it's happening at a macro level. The same thing that's happening. So when you start setting boundaries in your life and you start communicating those boundaries outward, people will get mad about it, including strangers and society. And when we are doing that, that often counters what the the main cultural movement may be, there's going to be a lot of resistance and, and pain that can come from that. And when you layer in, just as I talked about in my last episode, normalizing hate, bullying and shaming are signs of abusers. And the fact that there's a lot of that happening in our society right now, bullying and shaming people for believing or doing certain things, is proof that we're in a sick society, that our society doesn't understand boundaries and that we don't respect one another's boundaries, that we don't even know what our boundaries are within our own lives and that we haven't learned to draw them for ourselves. If we don't have a container of ourself and it's packed up in all the social identity, it's the social container, that's not our life. We're living someone else's life. And we're going to constantly be in a state of fear, anxiety, and social isolation. That's what it does. Without our self, without our self-container, we're running by society's standards and society is sick. and It creates sickness and you can see that because we've become a very mentally ill, sick society. I'm sad to say this, but so much of what's being taken as normal or everyday, it's fine type of mentality is truly just mental illness. And it's being treated as normal and celebrated as normal. And that is making the mental illness worse because that's not the case at all. And it's one of the big reasons why I'm doing the work that I'm doing because I, I want to help people who are willing to help themselves and who want to make change, who, who have the desire to do something differently regardless of where they may be coming from, regardless of the hell that they're trying to climb out of. Because it's a lot of work to do this, but it is possible. But man, our society's sick. And so having healthy, whole, strong individuals is crucial for us as a society to begin to change this process and heal who we are and and change the pattern that we've been 
following as a society. All right, so the last section here, y'all, is wholeness comes from setting boundaries. And it does this because it communicates what we need. It communicates what we don't want or what we, we don't need. It says, this is who we are. This is what I'm not. This is where I exist. Outside of that is not me. You can be who you are. I will be who I am. We respect one another. We live with a peace from within. We live with the sovereignty with, from within. This is a very powerful place to come from. And it's where our wholeness comes from. Because it allows us to set a new standard of how people engage with us. What we will tolerate, what we won't. And it, it, it shares with others who we are, what we need, what our expectations are, what matters to us. And by communicating those things and then living true to that, we set a new standard by living that way. We are the example of who we are. This new standard is the living by example. And what it does is it brings maturity to relationships, to our society. This will grow us up. Boundaries are important. They are a mature thing to grow into. And we have a long way to go there. But there's a lot of opportunity too, which is great. Because as we grow into and learn about these things and start to implement them and deploy them in our lives, we become more whole and balanced and mature, stable. Things stabilize. Boundaries are stable. It creates stability in ourselves. It creates stability in others. It creates stability in our society. And the last piece there is this is how we find peace and safety within ourselves. When we draw boundaries, we create a container. It protects us. It protects that sovereignty. It protects our sacredness. And it protects that inner child. That inner child is where all of our glory, our creativity, our goodness this is the seed that God has given us. We are all children of life. And so that inner child is truly the treasure that our boundaries protect. And when we put boundaries up and we show respect and love and care to that inner child, that child will start to give gifts to us. We'll reveal the secrets of ourself, which is where all of our creativity and our power and our brilliance lie. But without boundaries, that child is abused, is taken advantage of, is scared, is small, is fearful. And that's where most of us live. So many of us live in that place. I was in that place for almost all my life. Spent the last almost 20 years trying to undo that and become more strong and, and, and peaceful and confident from within. And I've achieved a lot of these things. It never stops. It's always work to be done. We're always getting better, always improving. But it's because of my ability to, to learn about the inner child. Thank you, inner bonding, Dr. Margaret Paul. And learn how to nurture and parent myself. It's been the most transformative practice I've ever employed in my life. And it does change us. It changes us. And by doing that, we create the boundaries of who we are. We nurture that inner child. And we allow our best selves to emerge and come into the world and share the gifts with what we have to offer. So that we can help and, and serve and be fulfilled. Because at the end of the day, this is what Matt and I were talking about yesterday, is... Serving and helping feels good. It's selfish. It's a selfish thing to do. Like being good to other people, being kind to other people, helping them feels good selfishly. So if anything, if you don't believe any of the good stuff, do it for your own well-being. Be good to others because it feels good, even if it's just a selfish motivation. But this all begins with setting boundaries, learning who we are, learning what we're not, and communicating that to the world. All right, y'all, 
That's all I got for today's episode. Man, I'm feeling very good about launching this new men's practice. I feel like finally I'm unifying my whole self and living in alignment with what I'm in the world to do. It took me a long time to get to that point, and I'm excited about building this business. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to help other men who have struggled with a lot of the same things that I've struggled with. The things that I'm offering are things that I've found to be very difficult, and I put together through reading, learning, and exploring brilliant minds throughout history and what they've found for us so that we can leverage those things in our lives. We also live in an incredible time in terms of science, neuroscience, biology, all the things that we're learning about humanity and what we need and what's good for us. This allows us to leverage these things and make the most of our life. So I'm hoping that by sharing these insights, strategies, tools, we can leverage them in our lives and become the best version of ourselves. If you're interested, you can check out my website, as I said earlier, brandonleeward.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at brandonleeward. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. I think my profile is brandonleeward as well there, or maybe, but all the links are in, will be in the show notes. So if you have any interest or any questions, feel free to hit me up. But otherwise, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all the things. And I will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.